parking lots, tiny single-engine landing strips on chicken farms, icy banks near the edges of cliffs, places no one would even consider touching down for reasons he can't quite understand. He had once gotten into trouble trying to land his plane at an airport socked in by terrible weather. The tower commander told him to turn around and land elsewhere. Turner made one last pass and radioed the tower, saying, Pop, I think I can make it. Then he switched off the radio and came on in anyway. Man's got to land his plane, after all. Much like he is behind the wheel of a race car, Turner, when up in the sky, is a master of control who always understands his limitations. There aren't many. But a man can only go so long without a shooter of Canadian Club and Coke, especially with a close friend and two women in your plane on a lazy, dusky Sunday evening. Turner has his gaze fixed. His runway will be a field adjoining the Faith Missionary Church, right across from the new Stayon Products Inc. plant on Sokolow Road. By now, both churches have begun to empty as the noise grows to an alarming volume. For Turner, the landing presents its challenges. Trees, telephone lines, and cars being the highest on the list. The aero commander swoops in as nearby churchgoers scatter for cover, and the plane makes several low passes, buzzing the crowd from 100 feet in the air before coming in for a bumpy landing, cradled finally in the grass. Turner whips the craft around and points it toward Sokolow Road, with tiny tree branches rattling in the wings. He moves up to the road, cars careen out of the way, vexed by the sudden sight of a twin-engine plane in the rearview mirror. Turner is stuck behind a young woman driving a sedan. Trying to obey logical traffic laws, the woman nervously puts on her right directional, but then turns left. Turner, already moving left to get around her, has to pour on the gas to arc around the car and still cannot avoid clipping the woman's radio antenna with his wing. With some damage already done, Turner senses the need to quicken his pace. In order to get to Nally's, he heads back for the gap between the two Baptist churches. Congregants are racing off, jumping for cover. Looking through the windshield of the arrow commander, Turner catches sight of a preacher in collar and black robe, moving toward him slowly, as if preparing to take on a vampire. With his flock shouting behind him, the preacher points a menacing finger at the pilot. It was then, Turner will later recall, that we got to deciding we'd made a mistake. He steers back around toward Sokolow Road, now accepting the idea that no liquor will be had this Sunday in Easley. Watching the scene unfold, Nally is insistent that, given his standing in the community, he can't possibly be caught in such a situation. Pop, I got this thing in here, Turner tells his good friend and frequent business partner, but I can't get it out the same way. Heading for the highway, he impulsively gives the craft a bit of gas, getting up to flying speed and taking the wheels off the ground. That way he can jerk the plane all the way into the air at the next convenient location. Cars continue to surrender the right-of-way, but Turner is forced to hedgehop the ones that don't. Up ahead, a deputy sheriff for the Easley Police Department has moved onto the road. Turner bounds over the lawman who, later on, will tell federal aviation officials... I was driving along, minding my own business, and I looked up, and here comes a goddamn airplane. But for Turner, the real problem lies ahead. There's an intersection in the distance, as major an intersection as you'll find in Easley, with one of the town's few stoplights suspended from heavy wires. Turner's dilemma is the design of his craft. The aero commander's third wheel sits out in front. Its tail is raised tall above the body of the plane. 
so he raises his wheels up a touch more. At this angle, the tail drops down, just enough to let him below the wire, as if he's playing some odd game of aviation limbo. He clears it by inches, the traffic lights swaying in his wake. And as Turner's close friend Charlie Williamson will later relate, I'm pretty sure he didn't run that red light. Turner senses he's home free, except for the big oak tree now in his path. He pulls up as quickly as possible, yet not fast enough to avoid clipping the upper branches. He also inadvertently cuts two telephone cable drop lines, pulling a section of them with him as he climbs clear of Easley airspace. It will be a day before phone service is fully restored, and Easley gets the chance to return to some semblance of normalcy and gossip. Aboard the Aero Commander, normalcy and gossip return much quicker, after some whooping and even applause. There is, however, one final challenge, getting away with this.